This is Leadership in Action, and I'm Casey Cheshire. Join me as we delve deep into the passions, expertise, and experiences of Boston area innovators. Sponsored by the Boston chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization, this is Leadership in Action. All right. Oh my gosh, I hit the button, which means I guess this podcast has to start. Oh, here we go. Okay. All right, I'm ready. I can't wait to introduce the guest today. There's going to be a lot of conversation about mountains and about adventure and in careers and coaching. Who is he? What is he? What is he talking about today, Casey? He's an entrepreneur, a founder, a connector, an adventurer, and a certified coach. And it's all about transformative experiences. And we're going to get into that. His podcast, he's the host of the Virtual Campfire author of Climbing the Right Mountain, which I can't wait to find out more about, founder and chief inspiration officer of Inspired Purpose Coaching, Tony Martinetti. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Man, you've got so much going on, and I know you're about to go climb Mount Kilimanjaro, which I'm excited to talk about, all these different things. So I'm just going to stop talking and pass you the ball and ask you the question we, we ask everyone to start the show out, which is, what is a common misconception about leadership, running a business, being an entrepreneur? Yeah. Well, I often say that there's no fast pass in the road to creating a business or to doing anything, really. You have to be willing to do the work. And one of the, the other parts of this, which is really important, is that you have to put your heart into it. And if your heart isn't in it, it's hard to really, really make something powerful happen. Okay. we got two things here. We got to roll up the sleeves and work and we got to open your, open your shirt up and, and pour your heart out. What, which one yeah. do we start with? Or are they together? Which one do you want to tackle first? It's, I mean, I think what you should, we should talk about is a heart first. Okay. You know, and yeah, I mean, I'm happy to talk about that from. Yeah, let's do or, it. Yeah. I, I mean, how, and how, how do we do it? And how do we know we're doing it? How do we know we're yeah. not doing it? You know, one of the things is that we often get into business and we say, okay, well, you know, the desire is to make some money, and, you know, to, to put our efforts into something that's, you know, powerful. The problem is that if we have to make sure that we're often checking in to saying, is this really um, something I'm passionate about? Is this something that drives me? You know, why am I doing the work that I'm doing? Because, you know, if you don't have that sense that I'm really connected at a deep place inside of me on the inside, then it's hard for me to drive other people in that direction too. Like if you have a team that you're building, they're not going to be inspired, driven, motivated, whatever word you choose to bring that along for the long haul to be able to do that without you feeling that sense of connection deep inside around why you're doing it. Yeah. Um, like if yeah. you're just checking the boxes, yeah. how do you inspire anyone else to do anything other than that too? Yeah. And I'll just start with like, just saying like, when you think about, you know, the journey up a mountain, you know, it's, it's an arduous task. If you don't have that sense of connection deep inside, you can, you might lose your energy. You might lose your sense of like, gosh, I don't know if I want to go any further. You lose your, your inspiration for wanting to move forward. So you have to be in it for the long haul. In it for the long haul. It, it and yeah, I mean, the only way you can do that is if it is a heart thing, right? Because yeah. logic is going to take over and say, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this is hard. It's What's an going emotional, on? 
emotional roller coaster, right? I mean, I, I mean, I'm not the first person to say that, that, that the journey of life and the journey of being an entrepreneur, the journey of navigating our path is an emotional roller coaster and we're constantly going to be challenged. So in order to be able to persevere in that path, we have to make sure we're, we're in it for the right reasons. And we're willing to, to take on those, those moments of challenge, emotional challenges along the journey that will allow us to persevere. It's like, it's like that heart is the seatbelt keeping you in the roller coaster. Otherwise you're flying out in some random direction. I love that. Yeah. That's a great way. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we, do you have any sort of heart sensing devices or techniques? How, how do you know you're, you're in it or how do you know when you find that thing that you're in your heart? Mm. Yeah. I often say that you, you have to look back into your past and really connect with some of the things that have shown up over and over again. You know, you could say that this is, these are the values that have been espoused to you or have shown up in your life. But they're coming from the stories, the things that have continued to, to rear up in your life and saying, like, hey, listen to me. I'm the one who's telling you, this is what your purpose is. This is what yeah. you should be doing. And then there's also a sense of like, what is, what is pulling you forward? So when you look forward into your life and say, like, what is it that's, that has me kind of constantly waking up and saying, there's something about that that has me wanting to do more of that? You know, it could be something where let's just use an example. You know, I have a client who has been really intrigued by the, the science of food tech, Hmm. you know, how like we're moving in this direction of, of thinking differently about how we create, you know, food for the future. And especially with climate and and challenges of, of, you know, how do we make sure that we have things going in that direction, but she doesn't have a background in that. So she's been continuing to think, oh my gosh, why can't I get that out of my head? Why is this always on my mind? It's a passion of hers now that is driving her to really stop and think, what business can I create? How can I get more involved? And it almost drives all of her conversations to new people she wants to meet with, new, new groups she's getting involved with, and it starts to evolve. Yeah. This took me a while to figure this part out, this you know, super passionate, all about certain things. And there's this one company, you know, my first marketing agency, it, w- it was all about Pardot, marketing mm. automation email tool. And I just wouldn't shut up about it. It's happy to be on reference calls. I would tell friends and neighbors and strangers. And my poor wife had to hear it like 90 times, 90 times a day, probably. Right. That, and I didn't know any better. I just was just in the moment. But now mm. looking back, I was able to say, okay, that's a thing. And so now, when the transition to the new company, it's all about podcasting. I've been able to, I've been able to, before even transitioning to it, I knew I was like, oh, I'm talking about this new passion, this new heart thing, as much as I was talking about that for the other. Okay, this is a thing, right? But, but, it, but it took me a little while to to get in tune to that, to where I go, oh, okay, I need to make sure I'm always in that zone. How often? Because I know you you often coach uh, people. How often do you do do you start working with someone and and they're not, they're not maybe they were in and they got out of it or they just never were in that, that zone. And, and how do you, how do you approach that? Yeah. I love this question because there's something about this, which is to say that sometimes we don't know, we don't see where we are. Oftentimes yeah. people are, you know, going about their business and we get stuck in these patterns. And a lot of times the people I, I'm, I'm connecting with, they feel like something's missing because they 
have gotten themselves stuck in a pattern that says like, yeah, something's missing, or I'm feeling like I need something different to go to the next part of my journey. And it's because they need somebody who can wake them up or open them up to a new understanding of what's possible. And it's funny because this is something that I'm on the precipice of doing myself because sometimes from time to time, we need to open ourselves up by stepping away and then, and then seeing new possibilities. What I often say is this experience is like, it's called expanding your vision and narrowing your focus. And so when people come to me, I'm often saying is, where are you looking at a wall and you're stuck and you just don't see a new possibility for you? And it's not that you're, you know, that you're a bad person for it, or there's something wrong with you. It just means that, you know, life has become the whole hum day-to-day grind and those patterns that you've created because we often get stuck in patterns they're they need a reset so what i have them do is i they say pause step away from the wall and expand your vision see what else is possible what are the things that like you're not seeing right now that you need to be more aware of bring that awareness in and when you do see that you know what is the thing that you potentially want to explore more, you know, narrow your vision, you know, narrow your focus so that it actually can become the next step that you want to go into. And it doesn't have to be some thing where you're like, okay, well, if I narrow my focus, does that mean that, you know, everything else goes away? And then I've, I've now bottlenecked myself into this one path. Not necessarily. It just means right. that you're taking a step in a direction that will help you to get more informed about what's possible. Love that. Expand your vision, narrow your focus. Yeah. See around the wall, but then also yeah. see, see the direction of where you need to go. So you're not just st- stuck. Oh, I see the, I see the solution, but I'm, I'm over here. I'm not focused on getting around it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I just want to share, like I was, I insinuated this earlier where I didn't realize this until about a month or so ago that Every once in a while in my life, I've, I've do the same thing. I, Mm. you know, many years ago, I got laid off from a job and in my prior life. And I, I decided to take a trip with my wife's consent to, uh, to go solo around Europe and spend some time in Spain and Portugal. And, you know, I love architecture. So I spent some time, you know, exploring the architecture of those, of those countries. And it was the best thing I could have done. I, I should have been looking for a job. But <laughs> right. instead, what I decided to do is I decided to take that moment to say, well, before I jump into the search, why don't I just take a moment for myself and to kind of like get expansive? And I did. The same thing happened when I started my, my business, this coaching business. I spent a, a month in India. Wow. And most people would say like, dude, are you crazy? Like you need to get hit the ground running. I mean, what, what is your story? But yeah. I did that with all the guilt and the judgment that I had, I decided to do it. And I'm glad I did because I came back with such clarity of mind that like I needed to be very intentional about the work I'm doing. So how long are you gone? I was gone for a month in India and I, I explored most of the Northern part of the country. I wasn't alone. I was actually with a group of people I didn't know, but we had an amazing time. Got a chance to see some really interesting parts of India. Wow. Yes. It it had to take some kind of courage or craziness or also some great support from your family to, I mean, how, 
how do you advise people if they're listening to this and they've been contemplating a sabbatical or a change to, to be able, how do you, how do you take that step back? Yeah. Well, first of all, you have to let go of all of the, the things that are holding you in place. Um, mm. Oftentimes we hold ourselves in place uh, and we feel like, oh, that this, I can't do that. There's no way I can step away and, and let go of the reins. But I think we, we hold ourselves in place. It's not the world holding us in place. We have to challenge our notion of control. We have more freedom than we think. So the first step is to, to really reset your, your beliefs around what you can and can't control. Right. Reset them. Yeah. Yeah. And realize the power of, of letting go. Talk to me about that because there's, there's a power in letting go, but especially entrepreneurs, you know, the idea of control, there's some, (laughs) some security and safety in that there's, yeah, I might walk off a cliff, but at least I was the one doing it, but giving up control to God, the universe to, to something else other than ourselves can be kind of scary there can be the unknown and mm-hmm. and that talk about the power of that and then how you convince yourself to be okay with that, that uncertainty mm. this is where i get to balance this out with my prior life which is to say because i came from a background of working in finance in biotech and i always talk about taking measured risks risks i can't pronounce risk right. the reason why i call it measured risk is because it you know you're not taking chances that are going to they're not bet the farm type of experience of, of chances where like you can't come back. Nothing is fatal unless it is fatal. So you want to be careful right. about the things that you're going out and, and taking moves on. But the idea is that most things aren't that way. Although we do feel that way when we take those chances, the uncertainty, the unknown, we feel as though they are fatal choices, but they're not. For example, even getting into an entrepreneurial endeavor, people think, gosh, I'm starting a company. What will happen? Well, you can always go back and work in a company. You can go back and work in corporate if you wanted to. If that's, that's always another option. But will you regret not taking that chance? Probably. I, I've, I've talked to tons, to many people who have, you know, throughout the years and, and on the podcast and everything. And very rarely do I hear someone say, I regret stepping out on my own. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's a starting point. And I don't know if I answered your question per se, but the idea is that like, you want to make sure you understand yourself enough to understand what are you willing to, to do to have the life that you want to experience? I love that. That's a great quote. Sometimes mm-hmm. quotes are statements. Sometimes they're questions. Great questions, right? Yes, so exactly. What you often do in, in your coaching world is just ask the right question because the person yeah. you're talking to probably knows the right answer. They're just avoiding mm-hmm. it or not thinking about it. You, exactly. And I'll just build on that for one moment to say that um, one of my, my tagline in my business is inspiration through honest conversations. And when you think about that, there's for many years, I lived in a world where I was like, oh, like 
you know, who am I, what, you know, what am I supposed to be doing with my life and all that. And, mm-hmm. and I would never answer those questions. I would say like, Oh, that's nice. That's for other people. That's what other people do for the yogi sitting on top of the mountain and all that. Right. But so I would avoid those questions. But what I found is when I started to really sit with those questions and allow them to really, you know, become something that I want to answer for myself. Yep. The first honest conversations are with yourself and allowing yourself to say, who do I really want to be? Right. What do I, what do I want even? Yeah. What do I want? I want to be, I've definitely worked with people in the past where, you know, it's easy to complain about your situation, what you don't have, what you don't like about someone, but it's another thing when they flip the script and you say, okay, cool. I get it. You don't like that person. You don't like your situation. You don't like, what do you want? And it's like, oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually know. And I've been just sort of thinking about, you know, sort of talking about what I don't like and who I don't like, but I haven't really thought about who I do like and what I, what I want. Hmm. Yeah. Like questions that often challenge people the most are like, how can I help you? And, you know, um, what can I do to, you know, what if, what if I waved a magic wand and what would, what would be the thing that would make things better? And oftentimes when you hear those questions, you're like, um, I haven't really thought about that. <laughs> right. You know, there's so many people out there in the world. And I think about this oftentimes when it comes to networking is that like a lot people love helping other people. It's, it actually gives us great joy in being givers. For sure. The problem is that we, we as individuals often don't know how to ask for help. So. Is there a how to that? I mean, is, or is just, I mean, how do you ask for help then? What, what is the best way to do that? A lot of people don't really know how. Yes. So the, the starting point is let go of your ego, <laughs> you know, allowing yourself to say, I don't have all the answers and that's totally okay. You know, I think one of the things that I've realized is some of the most successful people in the world are, are okay with asking for help because they know that by asking for help, they can get much further than they already are. Yeah. So the ability to ask for help is actually a sign of a great leader. So that's a starting point. So let go of your ego is the first thing. The second part of it is to really get clear about what would be helpful in this moment. And if even if you're not 100% clear, start with something. Start with just framing up an idea. Like, I'm not sure exactly 100% what it is, but here's what I'm thinking could be helpful. Yeah. Just start. Even if it's still murky, you haven't quite figured out all the loose ends. Yeah. Start something. Start with something. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. I'm sure you're constantly learning. Do you have any favorite books lately you've been recommending or just your, your, your all time go-to? Oh, well, I mean, I could go on forever. I'm a, I, I'm an avid reader, but. All right. Well, we got, we got hours to go here. So just start throwing them at me. One of my favorite all-time books is, and this is a relatively new book, I should say. It's by Adam Grant called Think Again. And what I love about it is, you know, the title kind of says it all, but I will dig into, you know, sharing a little more about the book and why it's powerful is that it's this idea that, we should hold our opinions and, and beliefs lightly. 
you know, we shouldn't be so, so strong to hold our opinions that they, that they hold us stuck. Cause when we let go and, you know, believe that we could potentially be wrong, then we grow. Uh, we grow from learning new things and allowing other people's opinions and thoughts to come in and, you know, allow them to potentially change our minds. So it's really powerful. And I think that's a great concept to, to lean into. The other one I can't get enough of, and I, and I constantly think about this, is a book by Benjamin Zander and Rosamund, I think her, I forget her, I think it's Rosamund um, Pike Zander. I can't remember her middle name. Anyways, the, Stone. the Zanders. Stone, the, right? Stone Zander. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, the Art of Possibility. Mm. It's a brilliant book. And the reason why is because for me, when I read that book, in fact, I've met Benjamin before, it is really a powerful book because it, it really gets you thinking about how to get unstuck with your thinking and see that there's so much more possibility when you lean into believing in people and seeing beyond the edges. I mean, he, he, he starts, the book starts with like this idea around, you know, the concentration concentration camps and how, you know, we, um, they have, there were people who really couldn't see beyond, you know, their situation, but they were able to find meaning out of it. But he also gets into this idea of like, wow, like if you just start to give people an A, you know, you think of people from the perspective of an optimism and say, I'm going to start by giving you an A. And if you believe that you already have an A, then you can live into that A. Mm. It's a real, it's a real optimistic view of the world. Already have an A. Yeah. Live into that. You Otherwise, not you're, you're at an F and you're trying to work your way up. Exactly. It's yeah. a powerful mindset shift. So, so yeah. And I can then that just drives everything. Oftentimes those mindsets can just be self-fulfilling prophecies, right? If you, exactly. if you've got the wrong operating system cranking away up there. Yeah. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Okay. Great, great stuff. Awesome. I've added those to the list. Nice. The ever, ever increasing EO Boston book list. But this is, this is cool. You know, my, my next question is kind of shifting a little bit. Who are you? Who are you? How do you know all these things? I've mm -hmm. heard finance, you know, head of accounting, pharmaceuticals, yeah. now coaching and India and all these things. Can you take me back in time? Like little Tony days? Yeah. Did you know you're going to be a coach? And a, and a numbers nerd and all these things uh, when you're a little kid, what was it like? Yeah. Um, you know, I often joke about this because there's like, a, I've asked people a question before of like, if a movie was made about you, what would it be called? And I, I was, I would jokingly say that like the misadventures of a, of a lot of a, of a, you know, wandering soul. I don't know if it would be called that, but something like that. But I, I think about, you know, my early days and uh, you know, my early days were, you know, as an artist, I did a lot of drawing, painting. I just couldn't, oh, cool. you know, get enough, you know, time with like exploring the inner world of my mind um, and, you know, this technicolor dream of, of mine. But that's something that, you know, early, the teachers that I would, I had, they would always say like, my gosh, you've got a great talent, won awards and things like that for the art that I would create. But ultimately what happened was as I moved on, I found myself in this place of like, well, I got to do something different. I mean, there were adults in my life that would say, yeah, this is great. And you do great work, but you got to find something that's going to pay the bills. Right. So I shifted my gears from 
first thinking I was going to go into architecture to then thinking pre-med. Wow. Because that's, that's what you do, right? But I mean, I was good at science too. So then I switched from pre-med to business because I realized that, you know, chemistry wasn't going to be my bag. So I, you know, as I shifted into business, I saw business and particularly finance as being the language of how things get done, numbers. And so I kind of got myself into that world of finance, but I still always felt like I was lost. I felt like I was like, oh, this is not me. This is not who I am, but I, I guess I'm going to do it. And I guess it's good work. I get paid well. And I did well. And people often said like, you know, you're, you're really good at this and what have you. But there was also a sense along the way that people would tell me, there's something about you that's different. Mm. There's something about the way you connect with people. There's something about the way you navigate your world that you, it's not just about the numbers. And I, at times be like, that's great. Thank you. But you know, this is what I do. And I'm going to move a hundred miles an hour towards being the CFO and that's it. Right. Until, Which is what, like what people would expect of you, right? If you're yeah. the numbers guy. Okay. Exactly. Climb the ladder, be the CFO. Exactly. Climbing the mountain, if you will, because yeah. I think that's, that's mm-hmm. really, you know, where this came from this idea of like, my idea of success was defined by what society thinks success looks like. Right. And I often prescribed to that, even though deep in my heart, I had felt like something was missing. And it led to me being really burnt out, even though I was working in a fantastic industry and I was working in the biotech industry, doing amazing work. Probably making just money hand over fist, you know, in that industry. Yeah. Great. Great job. Right. All the things. Yeah. All the things. Society's like, you're upset. Yeah. Although on the inside, I was empty. I was feeling like I was missing some pieces and also some things that weren't going so well. I was, I was working so hard to do the work that I was doing that I was missing out on spending time. I wasn't spending time with my family. I was not spending time, you know, with friends. I was finding myself constantly working and working and working. And I just lost connection with who I was. Yeah. And so I got to the top of my mountain or at least, you know, to the place where I was saying to myself, like, I I should be happy. Why am I not happy? I don't like the view that I see right now. And I, I, you know, I feel like I, gave a lot to get here, but I don't really appreciate what I gave up to get here. So I said, this is it. I've got to stop this. I need to connect with who I really am and get back to, you know, my purpose. And that's really what led me to this coaching world. And it was the the light bulb went on when I decided that this is, this is what I'm meant to be doing. I've always had this penchant for like understanding people and understanding how leadership gets inspires people. Oftentimes not in the places I was working. Oftentimes I'd see leaders who showed up and it was all about their ego Mm, or all about how they show, how their image was. And so for me, that was my calling. I'm like, I don't know much about coaching, but I'm going to find out Got certified, did all the, the things I could. In fact, a lot of it was about, you know, overcoming imposter syndrome, which is to say that I wanted to make sure that you know, I could feel comfortable showing up as a coach. So mm-hmm. I got certified in everything imaginable. <laughs> and then, you know, See, I understand that now it's like, yeah, you know, it, even, even if you already know the things, it just, that might just be help reinforce for you. Yes, you can do this. You've got a, this cert and that cert, and you've done this training and that training yeah. kind of remind yourself that you're good. 
Exactly. But then, you know, what you realize is that it's, it's not about the external certifications and all those things. It's the inner journey that really makes a difference and understanding yourself is what helps you to help other people. Yeah. Not to say that everyone's the same way I and mean, we're not, but it's about your ability to navigate your course inside that helps you to see other people in that way. Yeah. So Love that. that's really been the journey and, and it continues. <laughs> And I'm glad it does because I'm always evolving, always seeing that there's more to learn. There's more to figure out about how people are, are wired, yeah. uh, what gets in their way and how to help them. So It's amazing to think of an artist somehow converting into a Number financial five. guy, you know, yeah. like not that financial guys are bad. I love myself a good fractional CFO. Now and again, you know, numbers make the world go round. Same time, you you tend to think of the total opposite. Have have you gone back? Do you still do art? Have you found a way to express yourself with that old creativity? Yeah, and it's funny you mention this. I'll say this too. I'm going to answer the question in two ways. Yeah, First please. of all, I do, and I've actually one of the things that I've really gotten into is glass blowing. I've got a real passion for and appreciation for glass, so I love that. And I would say that just the work I do now, I see it as an art. I see it as like really uncovering the masterpiece inside of people and kind of through conversations and through just understanding what do people want to create for themselves. And so I see this, the work that I'm doing as coming back to myself and being allowed, allowing myself to express my art in a different way. I also wanted to mention and this is the other part of what my comment was, which is that we, we have to transcend and include our past. And the way that I do that is that I, I don't want to run away from my finance history. I, I at first was like, oh my God, I can't wait to run away from this. And right. Don't tell anybody. Sh- right? Yeah. I don't want to tell anybody, but then I realized, yeah. gosh, we all are, we all contain multitudes to borrow from Walt Whitman. I think it is. And that's okay. It's a, yeah. it's a part of me and I have to respect it and I have to honor it. But I also, yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think yeah. it show, more contrast, the better in this case, this shows, look, if, and if you can go from some, some extremes like that, then, you know, how much easier is it for you to coach someone to go from, exactly. you know, sales to some other kind of expert. Hey, it's okay. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll help you through it. Yeah. It's not, it's not a, it's not something to be ashamed of, right? But also don't define yourself, uh, you know, right. by that where we don't have to define ourselves by the roles we play. And that for that very reason, just because you're playing the role of a finance executive or a lawyer, mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to play that role forever. Right. You know, we can do, we have, we have possibilities we can paint ourselves into. We can do things that are much beyond what we're currently doing. Yeah, absolutely. Possibilities we can paint ourselves into. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's almost like, you know how, the, I think it was with the, the, the David sculpture that it was in there. Yeah. Was it Michelangelo? He just had to, or is it Leonardo? I, I get that my Ninja Mike, Turtles mixed Michelangelo. up. Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, he just sort of revealed what was already in there is yes. were his words, as opposed yeah. to he made that happy. He's like, no, no, it was in there. And I just took away the, the covering. I just, I helped it reveal itself. So I, I could see it. I could see how, you know, when you say your creative expression comes from, your coaching and your work with people. I totally yeah. get that. I, for me, you know, I always enjoyed the stage and acting and theater. And, mm. and 
in a way, pod and connecting with people and podcasting does that for me, right? Where yeah. we're on a bit of a stage, it's virtual, if you will, but nonetheless. So it, yeah, it's like, it, so as you get older, you find ways to express that thing. Maybe you did, you know, drawing with crayons or magic shows that I did. It, it expresses itself in more interesting, complex ways as you get older. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because, you know, you, we have this like, or, or I'm not going to get too psychological here, but like, yeah, get psychological. Know, our, let's go. <laughs> let's go deep. Let's go but deep. like our child, when we were children, we have, we were, in, we had no, no inhibitions or yeah. Yeah. We we're basically free to play. We play and nobody, we don't allow people to judge us or hold us into a box. The box is not even, you know, it doesn't exist. And then all of a sudden we go through life and boxes are created all over the place. And before you know it, it feels so constricted. And I yeah. think at some point we have to say to ourselves like, God, what would I do if I was that little kid again? What would that little kid do now? And, and in this play box that I'm in right now, how could I, how would I explore deeper and do something different? And yeah. even if it means doing the work I'm doing, how could I play more in the work that I'm doing? How can I play more? Yeah, totally love that. How can I play more? Um, you know, for me, singing, right? I love hearing my kids love it. sing because it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't even have to be a song that makes sense. It could be one they just made up. But in my mind, it's like life hasn't told them, oh, you, you stink at singing or mm -hmm. that's weird or whatever. They're just like, I'm randomly happy and I'm singing this random tune. And you're like, cool. Cool. Do more of that. That's totally cool. I'll never tell them like, oh, yeah. that's weird. Or why are you singing? Now, if it's, a, yeah, if it's, you know, 1130, 12 midnight, guys, yeah, it's, exactly. it's bedtime a few hours ago. How about we settle that down a little bit? But yeah, mm -hmm. but just the idea of no inhibitions, creating, you know, being creative and expressing who, who you are inside that doesn't go away. You know, we just yeah. sometimes cover it up. We put the, the stone back on the sculpture. You got it. You got it. I'm having a vision of like you on the New Hampshire mountains singing at the top, you know, like, like sound of music, <laughs> yodeling, <laughs> a sound of music. And I'm like twirling around. Absolutely. So I have a hypothetical question to Please. bounce off of you. So I may or may not have a time machine here in New Hampshire. It's in the backyard covered in a tarp. So you come visit after your trip and mm. we'll get some beer. We'll use a time machine, but it's a particular kind of time machine because it goes back in time to a few years after college graduation. You, mm -hmm. Actually, not even a few years, a few days, a few days. You've rehydrated. Now you're talking to younger you. What kind of advice would you give yourself, knowing all the crazy journey you've had since then, the finance world and all these things, what would you tell that young Tony? Yeah, oh, it's a great question. First of all, don't let people tell you what is right for you and what's wrong for you. So many people, they, they tell you advice and it, some of it's well-meaning, but it's coming from their perspective of their experience. So you have to take, you know, you have to integrate what works and leave behind what doesn't. So that's the sense of like, don't allow other people to find, you know, what's right for you. The, the second thing would be, don't lose your sense of play. You have to allow yourself to continue to play and expand because ultimately life is nothing but a playground. Even in the moments when it's really serious, 
you have to allow yourself to live into the fact that, yeah, this is going to pass and we're going to go back to moments of play. And we are, you know, we want to see what's possible in those moments of play. Yeah, I guess the third I thing I would say is, um, is what are the things right now that, that you need to break the patterns you need to break so that you can be free? Because that's something that's always going to show up. Even when I was just leaving high school or leaving college, there's, there were things that I was doing that I'm like, oh, this is not going to be something sustainable. I got to be careful, like not to get stuck in any patterns, never leave myself not open to change because change is constant and always be willing to evolve. Willing to evolve, open to change. Yeah, absolutely. Powerful, man. Uh, Tell me about this coaching business. Who are the right kind of people to reach out to you, connect with you? Who who do you really love working with? That kind of thing. Yeah. I often say that it's their, their accomplished leaders. They're people who have done stuff, amazing things in the world. Oftentimes they don't even know that, but they, they are amazing people and they've come to this place where they, they want to feel more fulfilled and they want to have more meaningful impact. And they just want someone to go on a ride along with them and help them to really see how they can make that impact for themselves and the people around them. And so that's the work I do. I'm a, you know, what I call as a thought, thought, create a thought partner along the journey with these amazing people to help them on that journey. They could be entrepreneurs. They could be people inside of companies. And that's really the people who I love working with. And then the other thing that I do is I work with people in groups. I do leadership development programs where I help them through a journey of really understanding how do we communicate better together? How do we create impact together? So it's not just a solo endeavor because Mm -hmm. there's really, there's a lot of power in, people connecting and seeing through conversation, through honest conversation, how much we're alike, how much we're different and how the collective power of a group can really move us forward. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Those, those differences, when you look at the differences and as advantages, you can really take over. Exactly. Take on anything at that point yeah. of that. Where can people reach out if they want to connect with you? Yeah. The best place to find me is my website, inspiredpurposecoach.com. And when you go there, you can take my leadership assessment, which is a cool tool to just understand where you are now and where you'd like to be. So you can find out where the gaps might be. And you can also find out about my book there and my podcast and all tons of fun things there. The other spot you can find me is LinkedIn. That's where I hang up most of all. Okay. LinkedIn. Tell us about your podcast. What do you yeah, do you talk to folks on there? Are you, are you sharing more of this wisdom? What kind of things do you do on there? <laughs> I have fun. Hey, there it is. We play. No, I mean, the virtual campfire is something that to me, it's a true gift and a joy to bring to bring this into life. The, the whole concept of the show is to, to share people's stories of transformation through what I call flashpoints. These are points in your journey. They've ignited your gifts into the world. And you know, these people who have come on the show, they're amazing, but they don't just show up and do that. There's a journey that has revealed who they are. And some of them went through some traumatic things or not so traumatic things, but they, those moments that reveal who they are, are what really is a gift to the people who are listening because they can relate to those moments and they can understand how can I navigate those moments and turn those moments into gold. Yeah. Wow. I've only, I have a 
I have a marketing podcast that that's a little bit longer format. And, and every now and then I, I feel like I've heard some of people share some of those type of things, Yeah. but man, I'll definitely have to check this out because the idea of just hearing these powerful moments, yeah, not only can we relate to it, but just can be inspirational. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. no, this yeah. is good stuff. So I, I can't let you get out of here until you tell me about this Kilimanjaro trip you have coming up. I've been dying to do it. COVID had me cancel my own flights. I got to reschedule for maybe next year. I don't know, but tell me what you're doing so I can get some mm. inspiration from it. Yeah, it is. It's actually came from when I wrote my book and I was challenged by, you know, actually Dory Clark was the person who challenged me. She said, well, you know, what are you, what is on your mind? What are you, what are you, what mountain are you climbing next? And I said, I'm going to climb Kilimanjaro. And that was a year ago. And lo and behold, here I am. I'm climbing, you know, and I'm about a week and a half away. Dang. I'm climbing the, um, that, the mountain. It's in Tanzania, 19,000 feet. And it is, it's quite a challenge. It's, it's the highest peak I will have climbed. And I'm really looking forward to it. I've been training for a while. And the biggest part of it all is just to get a different perspective on things and just slowing down. Um, because there's no way you can do that hike without really being intentional with every step that you take. And then when I come back down, I'm going to spend some time doing a safari. So going to Serengeti and a few of the locations in, in Tanzania, just take a, take advantage of being in such a beautiful place, come back recharged and, and come back and serve people with the new insights and perspective that I have. Hell yeah. The- you get to meet yourself for real at altitude, you know, yeah. find out who you really are and what you really like to eat too. <laughs> so no what, what group are you going with? What route? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing the, the nine day trek offhand. I can't remember the name of the, of uh, the, the trek begins with an M and um, I'm going with a company called Thompson Trek. They're okay. actually located in, they have an office here in Massachusetts and yeah, they're a reputable firm. They definitely have a good success rate. And since we're doing the nine day trek, it really allows for that acclimation. You want to make sure that you don't, if you do a quicker ascent, the chances of success, they go down because, you know, you, you're, you need that time to acclimatize. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a trick, right? The, the shorter the route you think, oh, everything's going to be great. And it's like, was it something like a thousand feet a day is what your body can get used to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if you go beyond that, your body's struggling. If you go too far beyond that, now you run the risk of getting seriously hurt. Die exactly. even. Yeah. Yeah. The risks are, there's, there's real risk. And, you know, I was telling you early before the call started that, you know, you talk to your doctors beforehand. They're always like, okay, here's some things you can be careful of. And I'm like, yeah, well, thanks for putting all the fears in me. Um, that, yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. know, you do it. You do it with all the fears, and then you just you know be careful. I mean, cautiousness is not. You don't take this lightly for sure. Right, right. Well, to your earlier point, you know, calculated risks, right? Yeah. Risks, but you, you've thought you thought it through. You're researching it. You're not doing the the reckless route mm. that sends people down on stretchers. You're doing the long considered one that lets you acclimate, and then it's kind of cool because you, to your point, you, you know, you're not in a rush. You'll get mm. there slow yeah. and steady. Pole, pole, right? Just yeah, pole, pole. Yes, just, exactly. Uh, one step at a time, man. That's awesome. Well, Hey, we'll, we'll be thinking of you and this, this episode will probably be coming out right about the time. So folks listening to this, you'll probably be up there 
trekking away one step at a time. But yeah, awesome. you'll definitely have to you know, shoot me a note when you get back. And I'd love to, love to hear how it was. Will do. Sounds great. Cool, man. Well, hey, this has been awesome. I've just had such a good time you know, chatting with you today. I can see why you help and work with folks because I'm inspired from just all these conversations, getting getting unstuck from the patterns and the no fast pass and putting in the work, but also having that heart. Man, we talked about so much good stuff today. So just thank you so much for being here. It is my pleasure. Really enjoyed the conversation. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And to those listening, if you learned something and I freaking know you did, because I literally have two pages of notes over here front <laughs> and back, then share this with someone, be a thought leader. That's all I have to do is share with one person. Mm-hmm. And now you're a thought leader, but share it with 9,000. Hey, it couldn't hurt. Get good mm-hmm. information to other people. Maybe they're struggling. Maybe they're not in that heart zone. They're, they're, they're climbing the wrong mountain. Maybe they need this, they need Tony's book or a podcast or any of these things. So definitely check those things out. And again, Tony, thanks for being here, dude. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Awesome. Well, have fun on that mountain. This has been another exciting episode of Leadership in Action. We will see you all next time. Leadership in Action is sponsored by the Boston chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization. As the world's only peer-to-peer network exclusively for entrepreneurs, EO helps transform the lives of those who transform the world.